Hello, today is Wednesday the 12th of August, my name is Joe and I'm the curate in the Town Centre Hub and uh, today I thought I'd reflect on the Gospel reading from Morning Prayer which is Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 20. And this passage teaches us about uh, what it means to be reconciled to each other and about how as Jesus followers we're supposed to deal with the conflict and the sin that sometimes divides us. So let's read from Matthew 18 together. Chapter 18, verse 15. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I wonder whether you've ever come across uh, very British problems. It's an enterprise that uh, they sell merchandise and books and all kinds. Uh, and they make fun of uh, and they highlight the very British art of complaining and having a good moan. Now, I often catch myself complaining about stuff and I don't think I'm the only one who does that. Whether it's the weather, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too wet, it's too dry. Or the minor things that the people around us do or don't do, based quite often on our far too specific standards or desires. Maybe we're just a grumpy nation. A top quote from the Very British Problems website is, If you're happy and you know it, go away. Something else very British that I do love is tea. A good brew can turn this grisly, moaning and complaining monster into a slightly more tolerable human being. And if I'm ever arranging to meet with someone, sometimes I'll use the words, let's grab a coffee, knowing full well that I'll be having tea. Thanks very much. Because a good cup of tea makes all the difference, doesn't it? Now, Very British Problems presents us with some fascinating observations and exaggerations, I think, of our British tendencies. In reality, we usually have very little to complain about, don't we? And I guess that's what makes Very British Problems so funny. Our tea, for example, comes ready prepared for us in a handy tea bag, so that all we have to do is chuck it in a mug, pour on boiling water, leave it for three to five minutes, squeeze and remove the tea bag, and then, and only then, add a dash of milk and sugar to taste, if desired. At least that's how I would do it. But our classic complaint is the weather, isn't it? But even our weather is broadly tolerable and mild. Although those experiencing flash flooding this week might have something to say about that. And do keep them in your prayers. Well, what strikes me most about these observations uh, of our Britishness, our nature, is our discomfort and our unwillingness to deal with some of the problems that we face and the things that we complain about. As good as it might feel having a good moan 
and complaining about something or someone to somebody else. This is usually quite damaging and allows the problem to grow and to stew. A bit like a tea bag that's been left for too long to brew and the tea becomes bitter, just like we do. Resentment, anger, frustration, they all grow like weeds unless we deal with them. Now when I was training for ordination, I had the privilege of helping with Celebrate Recovery, which is a Christ-centred recovery group, and I was always challenged by steps 8 and 9, which were all about making amends with those we've hurt or been hurt by. First, in step 8, we cultivate a willingness within ourselves to admit our faults, and then in step 9, and only then, do we then talk with those people, provided that doing so won't cause further hurt or harm. It's a wonderfully healing step, and I've seen the freedom that it brings to people. It's a Jesus-like characteristic, actually, to be somebody who deals with things properly, by confronting issues head-on and talking openly and graciously about it. Jesus lays out a process for this in Matthew 18, first by talking privately with those involved. But if the issue remains unresolved, then we invite others into that conversation to help us find a solution. The conversation is productive. There's no sign of violence, there's no hatred or malice. In fact, it's wonderful and amazing what a grace-filled conversation over a good cup of tea can do. But it takes real effort as well. It takes bravery, courage and humility to, one, tell somebody that they've hurt you, but two, to admit that perhaps you're the one that's done the hurting. It involves acknowledging and accepting the profound differences that we have and choosing forgiveness. In fact, it takes a remarkable move of the Holy Spirit to bring about healing. John Swinton has said, It is in and through the Spirit that we are enabled to meet one another as we are, rather than as we might like one another to be. When Jesus says in verse 20 of Matthew 18, where two or, two or three are gathered in my name, he does so in this context of reconciliation. And so when we meet with our ears, our eyes and our hearts fully open to others and to the Holy Spirit, truly Jesus is there with us. I wonder where you see the need for reconciliation, forgiveness and healing today. Maybe it's on a, a personal or a private level. Maybe it's in our churches or even on a national and global level. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 9, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Let's be people who actively seek to make peace with one another and with the world. Let's be people who are able to break that mould of complaining and moaning about things without actually addressing the problems. Let's put the kettle on. Let's be brave and be kind and talk graciously with one another. And let's pray too that we might see that same reconciliation and healing multiplied across the world. And if that seems too big for you today, then I hope you might find some encouragement uh, and some time to reflect further using this song. It's called Waymaker and uh, it's one I've just come across in the last few weeks uh, through watching New Wine online. And it might not be your thing, but I like the lyrics and of the chorus. I think it's a simple reminder that when I can't see a way through, when I can't see a way of doing something, that Jesus makes a way. 
Amen.